I'm Chuck. And Deb. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the Chuck, Chuck and Deb, Deb show. show. We're so grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We've got a show that you're going to want to pay close attention to today because, quite honestly, you're just going to be amazed. So, the Chuck and Deb show is about the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and inspiring real life stories that will help you discover your purpose, find true freedom, and define your destiny. So, with the pre ride safety be briefing behind us, Chuck, let's put the kickstands up and let the good times roll. Let's let them roll. All right, so we've got, uh, you know, that was interesting that you read that. I like how we always, like, make sure everybody understands exactly what the Chuck, Chuck and Deb show is about. And we are continually working on that, and we're going to bring you more stories and more interviews in the future. Uh, we've been trying to spend a little bit more time with our audience and our listeners and our viewers and uh, just to allow you to have an opportunity to get to know us a little bit more. Uh, but we will be jumping in to interviewing more people and getting more involved with uh, the biker, biker community, community, if you will. And that's all coming. And so we urge you to stay in touch with you, especially if you're a biker. Even if you're not a biker, you're going to want to pay close attention because who knows, maybe we'll get you out on a bike here soon. So what's up, Deb? Well, today's show is brought to you by the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy of Colorado Springs, Colorado, and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. So if you're looking for a cutting-edge education and instruction in the industry's leading methodology in both cut and color, then contact uh, by visiting the Chuck and Deb Show page. You want to be sure and reach out to our sponsor page on our website in order to connect with the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academies. There you so. go. And that's real easy that you just simply go to Chuck and the letter N, Deb Show. Dot com. And on the page there, you'll find out who all our sponsors are. And these these are sponsors that right now, currently, we participate with. We patronize. And uh, we want to encourage you to do the same. Yes. So let's talk a little bit to get things started about our week. Because it was a little bit of a different, twisty, turny week. And um, did we get any writing in? Uh, big blank. No. Okay, a in little. If that's what you want to call a ride, <laughs> well, we that's were not on what two I call wheels. a ride. We were on a two wheel. Well, I don't know if I was on two wheels. Was I on two wheels? Well, barely. They were a little wobbly and scary yeah. to watch for yeah, sure. That's so, true. yeah, we made an attempt to get out and ride. We had a, a strategic plan last week and, uh, toward going, the end of the week to head down south for about an hour's ride each way and take a look at uh, some things that our friends have to offer. So uh, we get started on the highway and of course if you ride with deb you know i put on the throttle when it comes to the highway so we're getting on the what does that mean putting on the throttle when it comes to if you know deb put oh okay all right whatever i'm gonna let that go So well, when you when you put on the throttle, what does that mean to you no, when you I, get on the highway? What, I, what does that mean? <laughs> that I get it up to speed plus a little quickly sometimes. Oh, is that right? Is that when you're in front or following somebody? Because I just want to make sure we're clear on a few things. <laughs> well, usually when I'm in front, I've got to lead the pack uh-huh. the right way. So. so so first of all, I guess that's where we have to back up. So you're leading us. In other words, I'm following you're, you yes, you're onto wanting, the highway, onto the interstate. That's right. right? Yep, yeah, you're following and, and you're, to you're, making you're sure doing you're... What again? Caring and 
Rolling on the throttle. You're rolling on the throttle. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. So I was rolling on the throttle, really. We were adjusting. We get, we get on the interstate and a little bit of a tricky intersection. So there's a little bit of adjustment there. And uh, I start to take off after we've gotten through some of the straightaways and look in my rear view mirrors, which is always a good tip for those that ride. Not only are we scanning what's in front of us, but we're watching what's happening behind us so always. that we make sure we're safe all the way around and uh, I look in my rearview mirrors and the person that I'm supposed to be riding with is not with me so anytime that happens who, were, who was the person you were riding with you oh okay yep Chuck oh. was right are you sure you because should... you didn't even know I was gone well yes you're usually right beside me and all of a sudden, I look in my rearview mirror, and you're not behind. You sure me I wasn't closely. in front of you? You, <laughs> you weren't in front of me. I know that. You sure? I didn't I, just, I'm certain of you that. Okay, now you know. But. Because I was scanning I mean, side to side. Now, now let's just talk. Let's be serious. At first, did you say, "Oh, did he pass me?" I mean, you probably looked and didn't see me. I did because you're used to being me and right beside. But then maybe you said, "Oh, oh, I bet he's in front of me," didn't you? I did because. Yeah, right. but, but then I said, "Well, you know, I would <laughs> have heard him pass me." If that was the case. So, no, you weren't in front of me. I knew that. Yeah, okay. Because so, you were, what, rolling on the, the, the throttle. throttle. Okay, all right. All right, so, ladies, take heed. You must roll on the throttle and uh-huh. show them the way it's done. I'm all for rolling on the throttle. I bet you are. So, <laughs> um, kind of back to the story, I looked in my rearview mirrors, and usually we're, you know, we're riding pretty close, if not um, almost side by side, if not side by side sometimes. But, uh He's not close at all. And of course, as a rider, the first thing I think about is, oh no, what's going on? There's got to be something that's causing him or causing the pass- the people in the pack behind me not to be up close. So I slow up a bit and still can't figure out through hand signals on the highway at 70 miles an hour what's really going on. What kind of hand signals were you getting? I'm not sure there were any hand signals. There weren't any hand signals. Well, you're just too far up there. How can you get any hand signals three miles ahead of me? I wasn't quite three miles. Okay, I wasn't even probably a half a mile, maybe. But I was rolling on the throttle. You do have to admit that. What, were you showing (laughs) off or something? (laughs) No, I was riding, man. I was riding. We had an hour's ride ahead of us. We had to get going. Okay. So uh, he rolls up next to me, and um, so he's asking me to check and watch and see what's going on with him. So you slowed down in order for me to roll up to you. I I did, but you probably sped up to reach me too. Uh, That was, I did, but it was difficult, but go ahead. Okay. So I'm watching. So then he passes me and I begin to watch as the- Well, I said something to him. I'm like, you know, what I'm doing (laughs) is what I did to Jim back then. You know, is my tire flat? And so I point down yeah, to my say, back tire. Describe what you're doing. And I'm pointing yeah. to my back. That's the hand gestures, I guess, that you're talking about. But yes, you're not clear about it. Yes. So I'm like pointing to the back of my tire. People, this is easy. Jim did the same thing. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm like pointing to the back of my tire. Is my tire flat or my lips moving? Is my tire flat? Can you guys see that on, on there? Is my, my tire, tire flat? flat? Yeah, I totally and, heard that so through the finally, motorcycle. She, she's like looking at it. And I'm like, well, and she's not giving me an answer. I, I'm like, I'm do- I don't see a flat tire. No, maybe if it, anything, it's a little low, but it's nothing that would be worrisome as a rider. So I don't know. And then all of a sudden I saw from my eyes this motorcycle with what's referred to as the wobble of death. So there's a big pause here. 
There is. It's pretty, it's really scary. And I honestly kept thinking if I had felt what I saw you going through on that motorcycle, I would not have been able to handle it the way you handled it. Well, we'll describe what was taking place because I have no idea what it looks like from behind. Did you even look at the wheel? What was going on with the wheel? What was going on with the bike? Because we haven't talked about this. So what was happening? Well, from what the, did you observe? From the rear tire, I didn't see the rear tire moving at all. And I was looking for it to be somewhat flat. Like, as you were describing, I knew kind of at that point what you were trying to figure out is it low on air is it flat do i have an issue that i can't see um and no all if if you're familiar with the concept of driving your car and you're testing the steering in alignment you might wiggle that hand you know that your steering wheel back and forth just to test that feeling in the car make the car wobble. that make the car wobble back and forth that's what the motorcycle was doing not intentionally by the by the rider and chuck was not making that happen and i could tell that clearly so i i couldn't tell from my perspective how that was happening i just knew that it was happening so my first thought is ease up on the speed a little bit maybe go a little bit slower than what we'd been going and maybe that wobble would kind of smooth itself out Why are you smiling at me? I don't know. Me? For somebody talking that's never been in the wobble, I know, you really I'm don't trying. know how to handle it. And it's important. The number one thing in a wobble is don't panic. Yes. Because what's going to happen if you get in a wobble, and a wobble happens when you least expect it, you know, probably getting up on some high speeds, all of a sudden the wobble hits. When the wobble hits, you have to understand you still remain calm. You're in control. You'll just have to do what it is. Lower the speed. Might be speeding up. Right. You don't know. Usually most people are going to do the lower speed. Okay, let's get on right. the lower speed. That's kind of a but when you get reaction. to the lower speed, it's the wobble still going to be there. It could even actually get worse. Right. Um, you know, I can't really tell you. I don't recall how it went. Um, you know, I know that at a certain speed, it seemed like it wobbled, but it was it was wobbling more. I've had the wobble before, so this is not the first. And people want to talk there, you know what, about uh, Dinas. And Dinas do have a, uh, you know, a saying about the back end. Anyway. So the wobble was there, but you didn't see anything physical no. on the motorcycle. What about, because you, I got my high bars. I got, I got eight well, hangers. Well, so what did it look we'll like? We'll talk about that in a little while. So, yeah. So from the rear of someone that just rides with their arms stretched out normal, normal height, regular shoulder length height or lower, you know, Chuck's handlebars are up at his shoulders and I'm seeing those hands, and actually from the position I'm in, I don't see the rear of the motorcycle moving as much as I see that front tire and those handlebars just jiggling back and forth, and that's his hands vibrating back and forth. Now, I know as a rider, you never do that just for playing around. You know, you may be practicing some swir- some swerving skills from time to time on some of the back roads, but on the interstate, in traffic, you're not doing that for fun. So again, my first thought was, Let's slow it down a bit and see if maybe that will alleviate some of that wobble that you're experiencing. And, and then I'm going, okay, what, what and why is this happening? Because we anticipated an hour ride away. And heaven forbid that this happens down the road. And now what? At least we're in our own vicinity. We're in our own area. We've got our own areas that we can stop, go, pull over, get the motorcycle looked at, whatever the case needs to be. But we get out of this comfort zone, then who knows what could happen. So that gets a little bit scary well, for me. Well, it's interesting that you're saying that you're controlling the speed because I'm in front. You are. <laughs> so, you're so, not, so you're thinking to yourself, slow down, but I'm not slowing down. No. What about when I went around that truck? Oh. That was scary for me. I was a little bit worried, 
because there it was windy. It, it was windy. It, it was actually was windy, windy and, a little. And windy. see, I was trying to think at first: is the wobble part of the wind? Because that could cause it if it's hitting the fairing just right. And then I'm thinking, oh, I've got this phone case, and it's up on my my left part of the handlebar. Is it hitting that? Maybe throwing just a simple vibration that could continue to increase as you ride, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that wasn't it, but you know, there was that time when I was going around that truck and I wanted to pass the truck fast, but I couldn't. And the truck wasn't slowing down. The truck was right there. And there was just so much traffic that I had to slowly give it gas, let off, give it gas, let off. And I had, because I had to control the wobble in order to get past that truck. Well, the other aspect that you didn't mention that was going on at that entire time is we're riding through a construction zone and we were in the left lane with this concrete barrier on our left-hand side that as a staggered riding formation makes it a little bit more challenging. So again, I, you know, you had to sweep over to the left so that we were riding at that point single file. And I'm watching, again, you've got now air turbulence from the truck. You've got the wind going on from the interstate. Now you've got this wobble situation that you're struggling and dealing with. I can't figure out from a speed standpoint where it's hitting you the hardest or what we may need to do is two riders together to make it the easiest for you. And I'm almost in the panic mode in the back because I'm helpless. I can't do anything <laughs> to help. But I'm watching you just work through that process knowing, sheesh, I'd be out of my mind if that were on my motorcycle. So a lot of lessons learned that I've kind of taken away from that day. Again, we haven't really talked too much about it, except for when we finally stopped and were able to kind of take some time to diagnose the circumstance and situation and out, figure yeah. it out. And that's, uh, I had that, I had my, it was my intention just to get up to the road to, to the right place to pull over, to check things out before we decided what we were going to do. Right. After. Whether or not we were going to continue that trip right. on that particular day. Yep. So, you know, I agree. I was just, I was in that mindset of problem solving, professional problem solving, which I like to claim that we do on a day-to-day basis. And this is even on the motorcycles while you're traveling at 70 miles an hour in traffic with all these multiple things going on. And as a rider, and again, as you know, someone that's had a little bit more experience as a rider, that stuff just starts to begin to come a little more natural. But, you know, again, it's the maneuvering and handling that motorcycle without the panic mode setting in, in order to get you to a place where you can safely look at things and diagnose it. So, and Deb, it looks like we're coming up uh, on a sponsor break here. So, but before we do, let's just, let's sort of, let's talk about this for a moment. Yeah, it, there's a lot of names for that, and I actually listened to a mechanic the other day. He doesn't like including the name death in anything, and I'm so, sort of with him uh, with that. Uh, it is known as a death wobble and, uh, and uh, some other things as well. But here, here's the thing. You know, it's just like anything else in life, okay? And, you know, we can relate a lot, at least I can, and that's what I want to try to get out a little bit, is that really what takes place on a motorcycle, you can actually relate it to some, something and something Every in your day life. Everyday-to-day life. Okay, and so throughout your life, there's wobbles, is there not? <laughs> we all go through ups and downs and things that throw us off and get us wobbly, you know, and we'll talk about this when we come back, but I've been wobbly this week too. I've been wobbly for mm-hmm. weeks, so it's it's been a theme, okay? <laughs> it seems like any, anybody else out there wobbly? If so, let us know, let all right? Let us know. Uh, but, you know, just take this. The, the most important tip I can give you in any wobble, whether it be in life or anywhere else, is don't panic. Do not panic. Remain in control. Do your the best that you can, can to get yourself back in line and in the direction you're heading. 
So with that, we're going to turn it right over to our sponsors. And here you go. So before we cut to the sponsors, though, I just want to let everyone know that we have a limited amount of sponsorships open for those that want to advertise in a whole new way. So we offer an on-air podcast and website advertising, just to name a few. We're also looking for products that want to impact or enhance the motorcycle community and allow us to review those products on your behalf. So please contact via our website, the Chuck ndebshow.com and here we go let us know how we can help sponsors you a business owner or entrepreneur who needs to generate more leads and sales well then i have a message for you for decades large sales and marketing organizations have used travel incentives and promotions to generate billions of dollars in sales but high upfront costs and ongoing expenses made it impossible for the little guys to use this powerful selling advantage until now through our new product called advertising booster we've revolutionized the vacation incentives industry with a subscription-based program that any business can afford. You can now offer all your prospects and clients a complimentary vacation incentive to explode your leads and sales. Our vacation incentives range from three-night vacations to five-night beachfront vacations in places like Cancun or Puerto Vallarta and even seven-night vacations in Thailand. Think it sounds too good to be true? Well it definitely isn't. We've already given away over 120,000 trips. Here's how we do it. First our hotels and resorts are rarely full, but they're always open and still have the fixed costs and always have unused rooms available. Since we also own the fastest growing online travel company in the world, with over $200 million in sales they partner with us to help them fill up their otherwise empty rooms. They end up turning into additional revenue from other parts of the property like their in-house restaurants. The bar, the casino, room service the spa, or even an extra day stay. Advertising Booster will allow you to separate yourself from the competition and drive ad costs down, turning losing advertising campaigns into home run winners. It will also allow you to generate tons of referrals video testimonials from your clients, which will create a virtual viral effect in your business and you will see much higher customer satisfaction, and more and more repeat business. Our free vacation incentives work for virtually any type of business to dramatically increase leads and sales. You can use this tool for any business. Advertising Booster makes it so easy to award free vacations to your prospects and clients. For your customer there are no timeshare presentations to attend, their only obligation is the resort taxes of up to $19.70 per night and they get a vacation valued at between $585 to $1,500, depending on the destination. We want to give you a way to improve every area of your business when you become a member you'll have instant access to tens of thousands of dollars worth of pre-built video ads for almost every industry you can imagine. But if you join and we don't have a video for your industry we'll build it for you absolutely free. Advertising Booster works for just about anybody in any industry from e-commerce, informational products, professional services, retail, network marketing, business to business and much more. You can either double or triple what you've been spending on your ads. For less than a cup of coffee per day you can double or triple your sales without increasing your ad budget. There's no other upfront fees or contracts to sign, so what are you waiting for? You have nothing to lose, start increasing your sales today before your competition beats you to the punch. Go to www.advertisingbooster.com to get the lead on your competition. I am Chuck, and, and welcome, welcome back. back. This is Jeff. <laughs> Glad to have everyone back once more. No, I was trying to throw you off. You did, but didn't work. Nope. No, you were right you there. Right by your side, baby. You, you throttled it up. I, well, whatever. Or you rolled back the throttle. Rolled off the You throttle. rolled on the throttle? I rolled on the throttle. Yeah, right, I was okay. throttling on okay. so we could make sure we made this Real happen Real tough chick. Ah, uh, yeah. No. <laughs> Well, sometimes they call me about a spiker chick, but I can say that on the radio. I don't know. I can. Okay. And that's sometimes what I call myself. Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
All right. <laughs> okay. So, so where are we going from here? Well, I mean, back to you know, the wobble. I, I, we got to wrap I, the wobble up. Because, okay, we we'll wrap the wobble up. You know, if I were listening on the other side, I go, so, so, so tell me what happened because, gosh, it's, it's scary. We talked about that. We talked about getting to safety. And the important part of that is, is that, yes, we were able to get over, get to a place that's safe, get some things looked at, and we've realized that we probably need to do some work on Thumper. HD. Thumper. So that's the name of your motorcycle. And um, Thumper is a pretty amazing motorcycle, which for those that maybe aren't familiar with the motorcycle community, I think one of the things about the Mystique is, you know, in the normal everyday today world, most of us, male, female, it doesn't make a difference. We kind of have our own style about us. We have an attire that we wear or things we're comfortable in. You know, maybe you're a flip-flop and sandals kind of person, or maybe you're a tennis shoes kind of person, but we all kind of carry our own style. And what I think is interesting, if you peel back the layers of motorcycling is motorcycling is kind of the same thing is that you find not only a motorcycle that fits you, but then you begin to customize the bike with accessories that kind of become your style. And as a motorcycle rider, that's, that's something that's kind of unique and important to you. And so where I want to go next is yeah, Chuck, because I'm sure, Chuck yeah. has a pretty unique style of riding that's somewhat what? popular, but not everybody can understand it. And he gets questions quite often when we're out on rides with different groups about one specific <laughs> a- aspect of Thumper. Well, what does it have to do with a particular riding style? I mean, you're throwing me off. I, there's no riding style that I'm aware of. Well, there is, because if you look at Thumper compared to every normal average Joe's bike, Thumper stands out in a crowd for one thing alone. Well, I think what you're talking about is my ape hangers. And that's yes. what you talked about in the last segment. I, so you had this planned yes. that you were going to ask me about my talk, ape hangers. Yes, you always throw me off and it's my turn to throw you off a little you bit. Know, and th- get that's you not part of our about, rules here. Oh, well, it no, is. No, I'm serious here. Yeah. I, I'm the one that gets to throw things off. Don't think you can get do that. Well, it's not going to throw you off, obviously. So I'm just asking you. So everybody wants to ask you, how comfortable are your ape hangers? You know, it, usually what I get is, hey, doesn't that hurt your arms, your shoulders, shoulders. your hands? Yep. And the answer for me is absolutely not. Actually, um, it's the only way I prefer to ride at this point. Uh, I ride Deb's bike from time to time, Bourbon, and my hands fall asleep on that bike. And guess what? They're not ape hangers. Hmm. And that's just probably because I push too hard. I hold tight on the the bar itself probably. Um, But I did have problems at one point when we rode. And so this again, you can relate to anything in life, all right? (laughs) We were riding up north in the Panhandle yes. in Florida. Beautiful ride. Long we had a great ride. time, but it was so painful for me because I have had carpal tunnel in the past. Yes. And that's what this was like. It was like I had carpal tunnel and I was riding. And I was in really bad pain. I remember being in bad pain. So when people talk about, you know, they want to know, does it hurt? Well, it did hurt at one time. However, such as everything in life, if you make one small tweak (laughs) one small tweak could possibly change just about everything in your life okay so i made a small tweak i didn't make it on that trip i think i made it when i came back and what it was for those riders who want to know is that my ape hangers the the uh for me to use the brake and the clutch it was straight my, my arms were up and it was straight so what i did is i cocked back the controls 
to be more of an angle. In other words, my hands didn't have to go over to the bars to where my hands where my and I'm looking. I'm, I apologize. I'm looking as I do this uh, where my my wrists are my wrists off are bent. Right. Okay. And so what I did is I brought back the controls, and now it's almost like they're almost straight up and down. Right. Um, and so when I reach them and I grab them and I'm able to use the brakes and the clutch and the throttle, it's nice and easy. And so do I have a problem with riding? No, we've ridden hundreds of miles hundreds, thousands. Uh, with my bars like that since <laughs> I fixed them. I just wish I knew it then at that time when I really seriously was going through quite a bit of pain. I remember pain. I remember pulling over and I had to ask somebody for some pain stuff because I was in, I mean, it just hurts. So, you know, maybe, maybe you've tried the A-painters in the past and it, it just didn't work for you or you thought that it didn't work. Matter of fact, for me, it works better and... Quite honestly, what I do is my arms hang, don't they? They do. I mean, I let very them hang. And, and what I do, I'm very relaxed. And that's <laughs> from what I understand. And I don't know, you'd have to write, ask Coach Deb. Your arms, when you're riding, should actually flow. You shouldn't actually have a tense arm, even like I do on your bourbon. Sometimes my arm will be yes. a straight out tense. You need to have at least a little bit of play in the arms, right? Correct. You have to, it has to be loose. loose. And actually, what if you're really loose, if you're really loose, then in the wind, the wind are going to move your arms. So if you, you want to test out how loose you are, ride down the road, see how loose you can get. You've seen me do this, right? I have. Where I just totally relax. My arms are flapping yep. because I'm loose. I've got control of the bike. I've got control of the controls, but my arms, my elbows, they're just flapping. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't want to keep them flapping. Okay. No, so, so all. we put a little bit more resistance on it, but it just proves the point that you just relax a little bit into it and you can, you can, it, you know, that's what happens. So, right. So I don't know. Did that answer your question? It, it did uh, because that's, that's a common question that you tend to get with any, oh, almost, any group where you ride yeah, and, and or people we ride with. Especially with new folks. And, right, and I appreciate people. them coming up and, you know, saying something because, you know, it's a good conversation starter, even though I don't like to speak to people. Hey, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it is really a good conversation starter. Uh, I am pretty much an introvert, but once you know me, you want me to shut up. So after that, it's not too bad. Whatever. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question. I do get that asked quite often, and it's it it's is. almost almost every ride in in a way, especially with new people involved. And and uh, oftentimes you like to ride sweep or toward the back of the group, and yeah. so that you know people that are in, up closer in the group looking back, all you see are these two hands kind of up in the air, um, and so again, it's just kind of this visual concept that you get. So I'm um, thank you so much for being willing to talk about that because you be brought up time. a couple of great things that I think as motorcyclists you need. It's important for us to all remember is. The fit of that motorcycle is so unique and individual to each of us that, you know, even on, he talked about bourbon and bourbon is a little bit of a stretch. It's got forward controls. It's a Springer front end. And so those aspects of bourbon bring everything out, your legs out, your arms out, everything out forward. So in order for, to, for bourbon to get to be a little bit closer fit to me, I had to pull off an extension on those forward controls to make that a little bit more com comfortable for my legs. Um, and then the second thing that I'm really looking at for bourbon is the potential of putting a riser on there, which will bring those controls and, and handlebar system back to me and or possibly a little bit of a um, ram's head handlebar or something yeah, that's going to okay. give it a little bit more closer to my body style. But I think the other thing Apes. that... Uh, well, no. Yeah. So maybe yeah. a little bit of a mini high apes. riser, mini yeah, mini apes. apes or something like that. So I'm, I'm certainly open to that. 
Um, but I think the other adjustment, if I recall this properly, that you made, not only were you adjusting the controls, and that's an important aspect, we'll get to that in a moment, um, but you also tilted the handlebars slightly back from being forward so much. And, and I see a lot oh, of, yeah, I see so several forward. riders I don't so know how forward. Now, that's the question I would have for them. How do you ride like that? Because they are so forward. Right. I mean, me, I like to sit back and ride, but everybody has their own, you know? Own style to it all. So, you know, again, kind of going back to the, the advanced riders course that we both did. And I think that, you know, when you showed up to the advanced riders course and everybody was almost in panic mode and freaking out that you were going to actually do this with your apes and on your motorcycle and all the things that you had going on. They just couldn't believe it. But, you know, I see some of the people that have their arms stretched way out because their handlebars are stretched forward. There's no way they could actually do a tight, tight turn, which is what that course is all about because you can't stretch that far, you know, unless you're way up on the gas tank or something crazy. So you have to change your position. Absolutely. You'd have to move and adjust and all sorts of things. And that certainly would not be comfortable. And as riders, we all know that there are times, you know, bike weeks, bike events, when there's a lot of motorcycles and a lot of slow moving activity, when there's a lot of throttle control, clutch control, slow movement, moving your bike at a very slow pace, You've got to have that. And again, then you're going to now do a 90 degree turn to park it. You've got to be able to maneuver that motorcycle in that way. So um, a couple of just great things I thought were really cool to talk about for those that ride as well as those that don't ride. So you may want to talk to your mechanic or look into the concept of getting some apes or mini apes. I dare you. You'll Um, love it. It's the only so, way to ride. You know, we've got some friends that yeah, ride only with hide way. bars. Yep. And so it's a matter of finding what's comfortable and most and, comfortable and, and, for and you. I think that's what it comes down to. It's just about uh, finding the proper comfort for you. What works best for you. What, how you enjoy riding. And that's really how it works for me. I just I just love to ride with my apes. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I can't honestly imagine it any other way. I mean, we've got the sporty. And, uh, you know, that's nice. And you've got your soft tail, the anniversary soft tail. And that doesn't have any apes. And I ride those. I do ride them. Yeah. And they all, you know, they're okay. Ride a little bit different. So they're all a different feel. And, you know, my dine is getting up there. I mean, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you hate to see it. It's sort of... You know, it's, it's like, our baby. It's a, it's a reflection of who I am. As 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 uh, Thumper gets older, so do I. And Thumper is the mighty machine. I'm he tired is. to tell you. Yep. Thumper has uh, one real tough bike. You bet. So, so be sure and stay tuned for the next segment, and we will hear a quick word from our sponsors. Here we go. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in the Bradenton, Sarasota area? Then contact Deb Bell at deblbell.com or 941-713-5035 for your real estate professional at Reynolds Realty Gulf Coast. Again, that number is 941-713-5035. And welcome back to the Chuck and Deb Show. Show. We're so grateful and thankful that you have made it this far. And rejoined us for this next And if segment. you are just now joining us, welcome. That glad to have you on board. So I want to start this off kind of just wrapping up where we were before, because we were talking about your high bars and some adjustments that you made at a time when you were really struggling with lots of pain. And again, kind of back to the fact that this can relate to everyday life. There are times when life is a struggle, when life is just difficult. And not that I want to focus on that, but here's what I was listening to earlier today. One of my co- one of my coaches and mentors, our coaches and mentors is Jim Rohn. And Jim was giving the message about 
small tweaks and adjustments. <laughs> and I thought it was just so critical to what we didn't talk about this at all. I was out kind of on my own getting stuff done today and taking care of things. And, you know, Jim said, you don't go from unhealthy to healthy overnight. But what you can do is each and every day make the choice to make small adjustments and small improvements to get you to the place you want to be. And so he said, when you don't want to get up in the morning to do exercise, guess what? Get up in the morning and do your exercise. That's going to be when it feels the best. Absolutely. Because once you're done with it, just imagine, I mean, think about it for a moment. When you do that, when you break through those barriers, and every time you break through that barrier, you just... It, it gets so much easier because the yes. barriers are removed. Yes, that's so I mean, you know, so because true. when you're saying that, that's what's coming into my mind. Man, I should use that in my own life. Well, <laughs> and I try to. So this morning that yes. alarm went off and I was like, you know what? I don't know what exercise I'm going to do today, but I know that I've got to get up and do something. So that's my commitment to myself is get up and do something because I'm not going to get to where I want to be without doing a little bit of something each and every day. And so I'm not going to be there overnight. Okay. I'm okay with that. But you know, I love what his his saying. He said one of his moms, one of the sayings that his mom told him was an apple, apple a, a day, day keeps, keeps the, the doctor, doctor away. away. That and is one of his favorite sayings. It is one of his favorite. And I love that because it I've recently so true, you know? stopped buying apples because That's of right, our, our eating diet, strategy yeah. and plan and the sugar that whatever. <laughs> you know what's so funny? What? It's, I, you know, I didn't interrupt you, but what's so funny is just about every time I see those apples and I eat those apples, I, I think do of think him. of Jim Rohn. Yeah, me too. I mean, isn't that strange? And I think, okay, well, you know, but, but think about it, folks. If you are eating that apple and every time you think about about that apple and how that apple is going to you know keep you away from the doctor then you're better off right, right. so so maybe there's some something, something embedded to in your it mind all. yep so again that's that's the, the i guess the unconditional the the subconscious subconscious developing into your conscious mind and so you know as a writer oftentimes i think about those writing strategies, that writing reflection, you know, just like the other day when we had the situations that we had on the way back, guess what? I got to be passenger. I haven't been passenger in a really long time. <laughs> and, um, so for me, it was, I, I took her for a real ride. <laughs> I got to put real my arms ride. around my rider and rub his back and all those things that girls love to do. You rubbed my back. back. I don't remember that. I did. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Okay. So, whatever. um, but I just, oh, yeah, I do remember. Oh, that was I nice. was like, yeah, exactly. Now you remember. Okay. Yeah, Let's, let's go so, for a ride. All right. <laughs> let's go. So the, the again, as a passenger, it's a very different experience than the rider, but I needed to also kind of realize and take some time to think and digest what that whole riding experience meant. Because a lot of what I talk about in my class is the mindset of a rider and always every single ride doing some self-reflection in order to become a better rider the next go around. And so what worked, what didn't work, what can we do differently? And I think that, you know, you did an excellent job of being in tune with you and your motorcycle and knowing that it didn't work quite the way it was supposed to work. And rather than pushing on to do something and make it do what it's not supposed to do. I mean, you could have really No, said, somebody oh, would have had to okay. been insane to do that. I agree, but there may have been someone that chose to do that well, because it be just insane. didn't, you know? Well, yeah, you can. So the idea is, is that you just are in that connected place where you know when to make an adjustment and when to make a change and when to do things a little bit differently. And so that's the same thing with life. There are times when ebb and flow, you know, I was teaching this weekend and one thing that I did talk to them about, we were talking about testing strategies and things like that. And that's knowing yourself well enough to know when to, 
make the decision to go forward. And that's the same thing with motorcycle riding. There have been times when we have jumped on our motorcycles, ridden five minutes down the road to get <laughs> and gas said, nope. and said, something just doesn't feel We're right. We back. both look at it and we turn right around to come home and put them right back where they belong. And it, it, that has happened. And we both felt that way. And yes. that's what it was. I mean, you know, we wanted to go to wherever we wanted to go, but something, things weren't clicking guys. Right. And it's just like in life. If things aren't clicking some way, just realize what's going on. You know, you've got that intuitive part about you. Yes. You've got to listen to that intuition. And that's what we felt that particular day. And I don't want to get too far off topic because no, I think you were going somewhere about no, the fine tuning so, of things. That's that's so true. That you, We do. We need to stay connected. We need to stay grounded in our riding as well as real life as well. And so, yes, definitely those small adjustments, those small incremental changes build to bigger changes. And, 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 and let's, you know, I think it's easy to talk about. And I think what sometimes what's important is can we give some examples? What are some things that are those small incremental changes that people can make in their life or or anywhere? Is there anything maybe generically that we could share that might help any? Can you think of anything? I thought it was. You pretty... know, I mean, I mean, I know it's tough. We're like live here, and what do we do? You know. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was listening to Jim earlier, the one example he gave, which I kind of had to chuckle at, is that people brag about, you know, I've just stopped my walking program, and that's like a very big oh ha 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 ha. It's a, it's a funny thing, but he's like, just as easy as it was to stop doing what you needed to do is just as easy as it is to start doing it once more. You make it sound so easy. It's You're saying easy. 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 You know, is it easy for people to start an exercise program? Is it easy for people to go on a diet? No. Is it easy for people to get on a motorcycle for the first time? No, absolutely so, so, not. Well, so it can't be easy. So there's we got to get past the, just using the word words of, of being easy. There has to be something that makes people want to move to the next level, move to the next step, take the next step. Well, I think there's lots of different strategies. In one book that we both recently listened to was, and I'm not going to remember the name of it, but he actually used um, his mirror in his bathroom as his accountability mirror. And so again, David Goggins, David Goggins story. Yep, absolutely. How could you not forget it? I don't know. You loved this book. You're I did. All into it. And I'm going to listen again. How forget about David Goggins? I just the na- the name wasn't coming to me. So thank you so much. You loved that book. I did love that book, and I will listen you, again. You just like wanted to listen to it over. Couldn't get through. You oh, just like you yes. ate it up. Yes, because it is so me and anybody that has. And you can do audio book, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. So the idea And that's is... best. I would get the audio book. Yeah. I, I would get the audio book. I would get the audio book. Because you're going to get so much extra with the audio book with David Goggins. I can't believe Here all, we go. We're promoting them. David Goggins now. Boy, but I maybe we'll get him. David Goggins that's on the show. Right. I'd love because that. Because you liked him so much, you know? Well, I did because. And I, the, the, accountability, the accountability mirror. mirror. Oh, that's so, that was so that good. That was awesome. That was a great one. I get to hear that one with you. So. Yeah. So the accountability mirror is kind of a concept. And no different than here, here's the way I work. I'll just share a little bit about me and that's about it. So if I get up in the morning with a purpose and a passion and a mission to get something done, if I get it done right away, it gets done. So I have, I know that enough about myself to say, okay, so if I put a training schedule together where I get up and exercise each and every morning for five or six mornings a week then you know what? It's going to get done. So I plan my week out ahead of time. I've got this week long strategy of managing my days and managing my time. And it works very, very well. And so with that, 
is part of that is my, what am I going to do to keep me healthy? And part of it is my eating plans, planning out my meals, planning out my physical exercise, and then planning my time for us and our family time. And so that's all what's important to me to make sure that I do that. And I do it each and every single day. So when that alarm goes off at 5.30 and I don't want to get up, 530, 5.45, 5.50, if I don't want to get up, I have to remind myself physically It's not if you want to, it's that you have to. And I get up and I do what I need to do in order to get done and get the exercise in because I want the result at the end of the day more than the worrisome of, oh, I'm going to sleep until six or I'm going to sleep until 630. I don't care about that anymore. I want the end result of what the effort is going to get me. So hopefully that's been a small example of what I have done personally to get us to where we need to be. It's not easy. I think it's a great example, but you know, really what it comes down to is, you know, it, and I, the reason I can ask this is because it works for me. Okay, so how does somebody get out of a position of non-motion? They're not in motion. How does somebody get in motion? How do they, and, and it's, I believe it, I, actually, I think I just answered it. It's about the e-motion, right? Yeah, absolutely. In order to yes. get in motion, you must get in emotion. emotion. So you got to put an emotion that you just said it actually the reason is is you've got an emotion behind it because you want to do something am i wrong no, i don't know you are, abs- you are Help absolutely me right you are so because on I, right. I might not have been listening no the emotion of going to where i want to be doing what i need to do i i know that there's small so, incremental well, steps hold on that now. that's easy there. to say that's all talk okay that's all talk so the emotion what is the emotion the emotion is what is what you see the end being or your goal what what is that what talk to me i mean come it on is, we only got yeah. a little bit of time here and so my, spit it out my account mirror tells me exactly what my emotions are tied to and what results I want from those emotions. Yes. So what are are, are the emotions? I mean, aren't the emotions what drives you to get there? And by seeing the end result or by seeing in your mind or by by having goals set that you know where you want to go and where you want to end up and what you're going to get by doing these things is, is what happens? I mean, help me. It is. No, you're absolutely could not be more with the money on the mark because it's that emotion that drives us to get and do what we want to get. So that starts with a thought process, though. That emotion doesn't come just naturally and, oh, I'm now inspired to do this. But most people, you know, the thought comes and goes. You know, it sounds good, feels good, and but we don't take action. That's right. So why not? That's what I want to know. Why not? Well, well because... The emotion is not because, strong enough because to blank, move fill in you. Because right. blank, fill in the blank. It's true. So, so true. there's a lot of different reasons you can, and there's a lot of reason why you, you can't. can't. So it's got to be the one that has the most strong, the strongest, strongest pull, emotion behind pull. it. So if you really want to do something, if you want to really be something, if you really want that diet, you really want to exercise, you really want to be fit, you really want to be the massive bodybuilder, whatever. Correct then that's where the emotions got to be tied to and that's the direction you flow in so that when you break through those barriers that you do at five in the morning to do it and you continue to break down those barriers, you actually even get more out of it? Yes, which is why at the end of the day, Jim says it's just as easy to not as it is to To do do it. So I'm going to leave us with that note and hear a quick word from our sponsor. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Attention business owners and entrepreneurs. Are you frustrated and confused about how to get the internet to work for your business? Are you sick and tired of struggling and watching your competition profit and grow online? Do you want to get your business online and you just don't know where to start? Are you afraid it might be too expensive? Well, if the answer is yes, then listen real close to what I'm about to say. Marketing online is no longer an option. 
It's a must if your business is going to survive and thrive. Did you know that 97% of consumers search online for products and services? Today your business needs to be on the internet and in places like Google, Facebook, YouTube and LinkedIn. On Cyber Monday 7.9 billion in online revenue was generated in 2018. 54% of visitors came from mobile devices, while around 30% purchased on their mobile device. It's now statistically much more likely that customers will be interacting with your website from a smartphone or tablet rather than a desktop. Is your website mobile friendly? It needs to be. Now for a limited time and for listeners of the Chuck and Deb show, we will design a website for you absolutely free. Here at Local eBiz Solutions, we know how to get your business online and help you start generating leads and sales. We have simple affordable solutions that will quickly grow your business online. Getting your business online has never been easy or as affordable because we make it simple. Give us a call and we'll take care of the rest. Call Local eBiz Solutions at 941-870-3614 or visit us online at www.localebizsolutions.com. Again, call Local eBiz Solutions at 941-870-3614 or visit us online at www.localebizsolutions.com. Ask about our free website design and mention the Chuck and Deb Show. We're so grateful and thankful for our sponsors and for our listeners. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Chuck. And I'm Deb. And welcome back back to the final session of the Chuck and Deb Show. We are so glad that you have joined us. If you're just now joining us, you've caught the best segment ever. Oh, well, I don't know. Well, They're yeah. all good. So be sure and go back to the ChuckNDebShow.com to listen to the entire show if you've missed part of it. You That's right. We've got our podcast. We get those uploaded on there for you. So if you did miss a show, you can always go ahead and subscribe so that you never do miss one show of the Chuck and Deb Show. Yep. So... Kind of segmenting now and segueing into from kind of where we were talking about mindset, small incremental changes, achieving the things we wanted to achieve out of life. What's next, Chuck? There there could be so much, right? But guess what? Yesterday, there was a very, very, very special day. And that day was Deb's birthday. So we really did some celebrating with Deb's birthday yesterday. We had a great time, and I'm just so grateful I met her. I just want to thank everyone. <laughs> oh, you're gonna make me cry right here. No, on go the right air, ahead. Really? I want to. You know, I just no. wish I had a camera so everybody could see it. By the way, the camera's coming soon. Well, we're gonna have we'll that. We'll have lives yeah, going on see too. It. It'll be it's fun. Coming. Stay so tuned. I just want to be do a big shout out and thank everyone that gave me great birthday wishes on my special day. So. It was a day, I've never really done that on social done media. What? You're not even clear. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never had my birthday like out there. So everyone Oh, that's could. not true. It is true. Everybody always has their birthday out there except for not me. Not me. I didn't. And I don't know. I don't know what I did, but it said, do you want to make it live? And I go, okay, so whatever. Oh, you did a live and I didn't no, see it? No, I didn't do a live, but I published like my birthday out there, which I hadn't done before. And so oh. everybody, I've been getting many, many birthday wishes throughout that day. And I just want to say thank you to everyone, my writing community, my friends, family from all across the entire United States just reached out to me and said, happy birthday. So I, I just want to say thank you. And the thoughts were very well taken and meant a lot to me. Personally, but I think there's even a more important day yesterday oh, that we I, I celebrated. Don't like it. I don't like it when you say that. I know. Nothing, it couldn't be happened without that one day. Well, that one day kind of brought another day to happen, and that was our 
anniversary. Yes, so it was our my, anniversary. Uh, I know you wanted us to say it together. And I, I did. I held back, but go ahead. All right. So it's our anniversary. Anniversary. Yep. So Twenty-eight years together. together. Wow. <laughs> Think about you know, that. I mean, you know, there's been there's been years that go by. We used to make a joke for the longest time. Will we make it Never past make April? It. <laughs> I mean, March. we used to have that. March, March was, was the worst month. month. And uh, that hasn't happened for a while. It hasn't. And I, I try. I, the other day you were saying something to me and I'm like, why was March always so know. tough March to get to April? Tough. It was, you know, it was probably a mental thing. It may have been. You know, I mean, relationships are tough. They are. They're not That's easy. A, they're a lot of work. They require a lot of work. Yes. You know what they require most of all? Commitment. That's commitment. what I would say. The commitment is it. That's number one. I mean, you know, also, you know, I think that's it. I think you nailed it on the head. I was going to say something a little bit different, but I think that's it. I think it's, it comes from a place of not uh, being selfish. And I'm very, very, very selfish. So I don't know how you lasted 28 years with me. Well, I must be unselfish. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> no, has to, I'm we all have to be. You know. It does. It takes a lot of cooperation, coordination, working together, give and take. You know, there's all those phrases. Belief that in every... the mission, where we're going, right. what we're doing with our children and everything else. And So, you know, the purpose is, is that we've got a goal together that we are reaching an outcome and a result that what I love about you is that you're no, not predictable at all. Just like when you throw me off track on the show. Sometimes that's what you do to me day to day is just throw me off track. And I love that because as, as a person that grew up in a very, um, structured, unique way, um, I didn't have a lot of creativity in my day to day life. It, and so you have brought spontaneity, you have brought enthusiasm, you have brought a whole new look at life in a very different way than I could ever imagine. And what's exciting to me is that I never know what's coming around the next corner. And I love sort, that. Sort of like the you made a post today and you mentioned something in it about all these labels you labeled me. I did. And one of the biggest labels I liked the most, and I'm not going to say anything good about you, but we're going to move on past that. One of the biggest <laughs> labels uh, was uh, the Big Brother label. <laughs> Now, now, what really? was the Big Brother label in there well, about? Well, there, there are times when you've had to, like, get on my case like a Big Brother. Oh, there really? Are... That's what it was well, about? Now, that's depressing. Now, that bums me well, out. What would a Big Brother be like? <laughs> wow, <laughs> come on. I thought... You don't remember the other night when you passed out on the couch and I was doing all sorts of weird things to you? Well, yes, that happens almost every <laughs> single week, like a big brother. If not every night, she's yeah. always passing out on the couch. And you're always giving me crap, so. And so that's what I did. I was like, I was giving, I can't remember what I did that night or something. And I, I don't know, I opened you're the door like or something. in my face or some craziness, whatever. And then I said. This is the big brother you never had. <laughs> well, or, I, I did. No, no, you have a big brother. I have a big brother. But I said, I'm just your big brother. Yeah. Don't so, you like to have a big brother to pick on you? I guess I didn't think about that when I wrote oh, it. Oh, see, now that really breaks my heart because that's what I thought oh, it came yeah. from. Well, it probably oh, did, man. and I just didn't know. Oh, jeez. So, the big brother, sometimes you're my dad. Sometimes you keep me, like, right in line. I don't want to be your dad. I know, but you do. But anyway, so. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So that's I like your dad, um, but I don't want to be your dad. I know, but that's what makes us what we are today. And I'm um, not sure that we're really yeah, we're moving all right. forward. Okay, all right. So there you know, in the in any relationship that goes this long, twenty eight years for heaven's sakes. Well, how long did your folks' marriage go? My twenty eight nothing compared to that. I know. My parents are fifty plus. I don't even know Can what number imagine? at this point. I wonder, but will we will yes, I live that we long will. to get to fifty? Well, yes. 
Yes, we will. So <laughs> the idea is, is that after a certain point, you just, you know, you're just, you just, I don't know what I would do without you in my life. And so. Oh, you'll figure it out. Don't no, you worry. No, I won't. I don't want to. And that's the case that uh, you're my brother. You're my husband you're my friend you're my you know you're my children's father all you're those struggling things. a little bit of no that. it's I mean, because I mean, what was so... the last part I, we might have to rewind that my husband well, you, that my, was a weird one my, my, my <laughs> you're saying some weird things i'm not sure exactly <laughs> what i heard there did you guys well, hear it that no seems a little father bit to my children okay. husband lover all well, those things go... no don't go back there so <laughs> <laughs> the idea is is that you know in a relationship we play multiple roles back and forth with each other and and that's what makes it work you know I, when i look at you i i mentioned today that i get the sparkle in my oftentimes we're sitting there watching tv or i'm falling asleep and i wake up and i'm looking at you and i smile and i just can't help myself to smile because there's such a love and such a desire to just be everything you want us to be and that's I'm, I'm too darn macho to say anything else about that Okay, so we, we want to kind of move on past. <laughs> and that's not true, mm-hmm. because I can be quite sappy. Absolutely. And what you did say in your post was that we get giddy. And it's funny, because I think when we get giddy, it's like we know we both get the giddy thing going. <laughs> you know, it's like we it's like the, the, the flutter of love that travels yeah. between us, and we both know that there's that connection. Right. And there's sort of that, when it happens, you sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah okay. I know she feels it too. Yeah. yeah and you're, it's kind of that it, dating, almost, butterflies in my stomach kind of feeling, and it just, you can't help it. It just comes back because there's so much love. So that's you. what you got to keep alive in your relationship. If it's, if it's something's missing, get back to giddy. Get back to giddy. Get back, to giddy. Get, well, back to giddy. get back to giddy.com. So we also <laughs> have, have been invited to participate tomorrow at a pretty cool event yeah, in our local we're area. So I'm that. And I'm, I'm sort of that. hoping that we can make it because even though I've been eating my apple a day, I've gotten like some stomach flu. You might be able to hear it in my voice. And, you know, we've been doing this. Deb was sick last week. I was sick before. And you just started the apples. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know, just like uh, just recently. Mm-hmm. So yep. hopefully the apples will start to pick up uh, and uh, make things better. But I've been having a tough time uh, the last uh, three or four days. You have. Struggled. And even before that, because of the pollen and who knows what else. Uh, so it's been real difficult. Hey. No excuses. I just keep on moving no forward. No excuses. But we are planning, unless something drastic, drastic comes up, happens. we are going to be at the Angry Rooster, Rooster with Wing the Company. WCFR. West Coast, West Coast Florida Riders. We're going to give That's them right. another shout Those out. Those guys are something so else. They, you know, they, just, they just came out with a new patch, which is really cool. It is. That you can actually go out and buy. I can't remember how much it is. Six bucks, uh, I think, I yeah, saw it today. Pretty, it was really I reasonable. I like what these guys are doing. They have a lot of great artwork, a lot of great gear. a lot of. Yeah, I love their logo. logo the logo yeah. is excellent. You know why I like the logo? It's got, it's a, got skull. a skull on it. Yeah. <laughs> no okay. doubt about it. So that's it. kind of like creating your own... Yeah. Who you are. Oh, yeah. The and these guys seem it. really great. We're really looking forward to getting to know some of the leaders over there. Yeah. And seeing what we could do to put together, uh, you know, some kind of collaboration to where we'll all get together and make things happen for the motorcycle community and make things really click off. But just for our listeners, we've got some pretty unique things, I think, out in the bike. Well, I'm hoping we do. I think we, I think do. we do. I think we do. So if you are heading out to the Angry Rooster on Thursday, it's from 6 to 10 p.m. The Angry Rooster's address is 7230 52nd Place East in Bradenton. So please come out and say hello. Um, like I said, we'll have a spot there. I don't know, booth. It's not. Well, really we're going right to try. Thing. We 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 hopefully are. We ordered a canopy. 
to be set up out there. It hasn't arrived yet, uh, but it's on its way. Hopefully it'll be here it's here. Hopefully it'll be here today. Yep. Uh, by the time we get back after the show, hopefully it'll be at the house and we'll be able to get that set up and maybe try it before we actually set it up on Thursday. But uh, they've been kind enough to, uh, to work out a, a spot for us. Yes. Uh, they said they'll make something happen. So, yep. so that, and when I say they, I'm talking about West the West Coast, Coast, Florida, Coast Florida Riders. riders. Yep. West Coast Florida Riders. You want to check them out. They have a fantastic, very interactive Facebook very group. Active group. group. You want to yep. check it out. Very caring. It seems like a lot of caring people on They're there. Very, very caring and willing to reach out and help other and, motorcyclists and, and motor, bike, bikers and, along the and way. And we're going to learn more about them tomorrow. They're a nonprofit. Which yeah. is pretty oh, cool. So they set up cool. a nonprofit. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool that they've set up that. So anything that you purchase off there apparently is, uh, you know, it's not, they're not making a profit on it. So if you want to get some of their gear, go out there and grab it, man. Because yeah. I'm thinking about getting some myself. I really like, I do like the skull. So I might have to pick up a hat or sure. I might even get the patch for my vest. They, That'd work. So we'll see. You know, they got a lot of great stuff out there. Yeah. I'm sorry. I keep going on. Nope. And on. So come on and visit them. But also while you're out there at the Angry Rooster, be sure and stop by the Chuck and Deb show. Um, um, canopy and, and or location because we've got some really I think awesome stuff planned we want to meet you we want to talk to you we want to see we about any wobbles you had in your life absolutely you got so wobbles come over and sure. talk to us and stop by and say and the segment's coming to an end I mean it's like winding it down really quick Deb I think uh, oh yeah we keep turning away from the mic I apologize about that so here's what I want to do kind of in wrapping up so be sure and check out the Chuck and Deb show via podcast on iTunes Google and Podbean, as well as any Facebook lives that we might have. And we are planning what a Facebook live on we Thursday are? at the Angry Rooster. Oh, we yeah, will yeah, be yeah, doing we'll it, absolutely. But so be sure and check us out. Definitely. And it's funny, you were looking at me and I'm trying to figure out what. Oh, anyway, also, don't forget to say to your Android phone, I don't know if it does an That's Apple, right. is play the Chuck, Chuck and, and Deb, Deb show, show podcast. podcast. Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy, where hairdressing is our passion. Your spotlight experience begins with a hands-on, learn-by-doing approach. A true salon experience. We create entrepreneurial hairdressers with endless opportunities. Financial aid available for those who qualify. Got a creative flair. A passion for people. A desire to be a leader in the fashion industry. Then call our Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy in Colorado Springs, Colorado at 719-390-9898. Again, that number is 719-390-9898 or visit www.coloradosprings.tonaguy.edu. To learn more about our school in Kerdalen, Idaho, call 208-930-1276. Again, that number is 208-930-1276 or visit www.curdaline.tonaguy.edu. You know a career in beauty is right for you. Now choose the cosmetology school that puts the spotlight on you. Attend the Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy. You've been listening to The Chuck and Deb Show, as featured on 1490 WWPR AM. Visit them online at chuckanddebshow.com.